Ladies and gentlemen, the date is August 31st, and that means three things. Football is back, sports betting is back, and the Spread Podcast is... This is Jordan LeMasters sitting here with my brother and co-host Marcus LeMasters. What's up, Marcus? What is going on, everybody? I'm glad to be back. It's a great time of the year. Let's win some fucking money. That's inevitable. I can't tell you how excited we are to be back. It has been entirely too long since we've recorded. There's been a few roadblocks in the way. We don't want to get... I got, Wait. I got married. He got married. That's a big time roadblock. Just <laughs> kidding. But uh, for real, I had all my recording equipment stolen. So that, that kind of uh, put things on a hinder. But we are back at it. We are foaming at the mouth to get back to football, to winning money, to bringing you picks, to giving you the most lockish locks possible. Um, and we've got a good amount of them here to pick off to kick off the week. So um, we also have a few other things we want to bring your way, and we're just excited to get the ball rolling, man. Marcus, what's on your mind, dude? You're you're kind of quiet. First things first, I think we need to cover. The best news ever in the history of America. Sports gambling is back, baby. It's back. Definitely back. Uh, not going to lie, we definitely called this. We did uh, call it. I, uh, I don't know if I actually called it on the record, but Saul is coming a million miles away. A million miles away. I believe if we go back to our first episode we ever recorded, yeah, no, we talked about right. how sports gambling was on the cusp, and we had this feeling that it was getting to the point where it was so big that it doesn't make sense why it isn't legal like it was in what the 70s and the 80s, and then they took it away from us. But now the libs, they brought it back. The libs got <laughs> us. Yeah, so um, called it also uh, off the record, kind of, but I almost invested in B dubs like two years ago because I was like, I guarantee you, B dubs is going to be one of the first restaurants that's going to go all in on the, the sports gambling saw an article on the internet like three weeks ago dude b-dubs th- places their stakes I, sports gambling i think every single time i've gone to buffalo wild wings in the last i don't know 18 months i've just sat there eating and being like man how sweet would it be if i could just lock in a bet right now maybe that's a problem maybe it's a solution i don't know well, th- i mean you still can like i every time yeah, I but go- i'm talking like Instead of that bullshit Texas Hold'em they make you play. No, I'm talking just, about, I just do it on my phone. I mean, every time I go to B-dubs, let me lay the scenario for you. I have 20 wings minimum. <laughs> Blazing extra wets. It's a oh, week-long disaster when I go to B-dubs, by the way. And I've got at least five bets locked in. All TVs. Look, it's, it, it's a spectacle. But... Wasn't a surprise at all that they're hopping on that. And uh, I just think I, I, I couldn't be happier that it's, you know, not in the dark anymore. It's not one of those hush-hush things. Well, unless it's still legal in your state, which still is yep. the most part. 
But at least we've got the, you know, the federal tip of the cap so that we can not feel as guilty, um, I guess. I don't well, know. And, that's, and that's the exciting part for me is, like, I live five minutes from a casino, and there's, like, a sports bar in there that has, like, literally game lines, like, on a board like you see in Vegas. And At Ameristar? Yeah, it's called Amerisports. They have... Uh, but you can't bet? <laughs> you can't bet. They just show you what games are on and what the lines are. Oh, so they're so fucking ready. They're ready to go. And then... So that's super exciting. But it even... I forget what it was. Um, it was some state. I don't remember the, the state exactly, but Stu Finer was there, of all people. And it was like a, like a fucking senator at this like meeting that they legalized sports gambling and he placed in the first bet of the state. Like this is a beautiful time to be alive. People beautiful time. Yeah. Make no doubt about it. Um, and also if you, with the combination, if you're a listener right now, the combination of sports betting becoming legal and you discovering this podcast. No, oh. I mean the, 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 the only question you really need to ask yourself at this point is how rich do I want to be? I mean, that's, what size, what size boat do you want? Do you want it 60 feet? Do you want it 70, 80? I mean, or do you want two 30 foot boats? That's, or I two. Mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's question. Yeah. But here's the scary thing. If you're new to the betting game and you're just getting into it, there's some ground rules you need to follow. Am I right? Or am I wrong? Well, absolutely. That was, so, that was a great transition, by the way, Marcus. <laughs> Fucking yes. I like your where your head's at. Yep. But we like to see ourselves as a uh, kind of a every man's betting pro- podcast. Um, we're kind of uh, just a couple average guys. Our picks aren't average. They're the fucking best in the business. That's just a fact. But as far as us as people, we're pretty average. So we like to see ourselves that way. And we figured a lot of our listeners, hey, maybe it's your first time betting now that it's legal. Maybe you were a little scared. Maybe you thought maybe the FBI would show up on your lawn and (laughs) fucking bang your door in if you placed minus three on the Giants this weekend. No, it's not the case anymore. You're fine. So what we want to do for those people is provide some of the things that we've learned um, for you. We've been breaking the law for you. We've are, we are, we're ahead of the game. We know what to do, what not to do. And we've kind of broken them down into a few rules. Some do's and don'ts of sports betting. Break out your notepad. Um, there are probably going to be a few more don'ts than do's. Just a heads up. <laughs> but uh, here we go. Marcus, do or don't. Num- Gauntlet. Just give me one. Okay. I'm going to jump on my number one don't. And this goes with online gambling at all. I'm going to cross boundaries from sports. Let's say you have just a great Saturday afternoon betting on college football. You're feeling good. You're feeling really, really good. Maybe three and, and up. Three oh yeah, four and, and, and then and then Bovada, if you're betting on Bovada or yeah, whatever platform you a use. lot of we should preface this by saying um, if you're betting online, like there's a few major online books. It's like Bovada, my bookie, bet DSI, uh, a few others. No free ads, but yeah. those are the ones. And mostly all of them have uh, blackjack on the app. Yes. But Marcus, go ahead. Yeah. So you're like I said, you're you're feeling good, and Bovada notices. Hey, this guy's taking our money, and they send you an email. Hey, Marcus, have you checked out our online casino? <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm going to give that a click. If, Don't why, do why that. Wouldn't why wouldn't you? Don't do it. 
My number one don't. Do not play Bovada Blackjack after you have a hot day sports betting. And I'm going to have a little add-on to that. If you decide, if you break my number one rule, I get it. Mistakes happen. And you win $50 on Bovada Blackjack. Never, I repeat, never go on there again and play again. Because they will steal your money and it is rigged. So my number one don't. No Bovada Blackjack after you win on sports betting. That's I, it. I couldn't agree with that more. I I couldn't. I agree one hundred and fifty thousand percent. Dude, um, I will I will tell you my horror story with Bovada Blackjack. I literally this situation to a T. I had some money in the Bovada account, feeling good. They sent me an email, and I was like, I love blackjack. I love it. I'm gonna play. Who doesn't? Crushed it the first night playing Bovada Blackjack. I was like, this is simple. Get on the next night. I start playing. Get on my back. (laughs) I get on the next night. I'm playing three hands at a time. And I get down. Wait, uh, you're playing three hands at a time on Bovada Blackjack? Increase my odds is what I thought because I got got trapped. So I I get down a hundred bucks. I'm like, I'll get it back. Get down another hundred. I'll get back that hundred. Nope. Lost it all that next day. Just all gone. We won't talk about how much. That's not important. Yeah, definitely don't let's do just that. Re- let's remember the most important thing. Stay away from Bovada Blackjack. That's it. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a pretty terrifying story. I don't know. It's one of those things a lot of times if I'm watching the game or whatever, I'll like be at a bar, which means I might have a few drinks in me. Hit a few of my bets, and I'm like, Hey, what the hell? Let's fire up the blackjack. See what, <laughs> see what can happen. And my buddy, a little smarter than me, he's from Alabama, which makes this way funnier. Whenever he would like watch me pull it up, he'd be like, "Man, don't do it, man." He's like, "There's an algorithm, man," <laughs> and he's fucking right. They learn your betting habits and then they fuck you with it. That's how it works. There's a, there is a reason why they're in business. Oh yeah, but. Besides that, I could yeah. go on about well, that. Could well, be its we, own episode. Yeah. Bovada Black. We got to come. We'll, we'll come back to that one. But yeah, I'm let's, gonna put you on the spot now. Give me a do. Give me a don't. Okay. What do you think? Well, anyone who is, you know knows me as better personally, there's one thing you're going to know about me. You are the Espec- tease king. Yes, especially when it comes to football. Teasing is the answer to. Winning bets. Too much? Decide for yourself. All I'm going to say is when you tease a game or 10, it's a lock. You're going to win. <laughs> that simple. There's a lot of people who say, uh, they come from the school of, oh man, the books are so good. They get these games so close. Everything is so tight. How do they do it? How do they do it? Well, hey, if that's your if that's your view on how accurate they are, then tease it. That's all Dude, you gotta do. That is so true. Because I I've, we've had this conversation so many times where I'm like, how the hell do they do this, man? They're always so spot on. They're spot on. And it's getting to the point now with you and you send me like, hey, I got this. This I got Giants minus six. I'm like, oh, is that teased? Like that's just like a prerequisite question I ask you every single time. Like well, if it's yeah, and, and I think um, maybe we're kind of jumping the gun for those of you, like I said, who might just be every man's man's betters who are just coming into this. A tease is where you pick multiple games and you get to 
adjust the spread or the score um, in your favor up to 10 points. You can do it from 6 to 10, obviously for less odds, but uh, it's a great way to bet. Um, if it's not an option for you on your betting platform, you need to tell them to go fuck themselves and get <laughs> on one that has it so you can start teasing your stuff. It's the way to go. I'm going to fire back to you, Marcus, because... I'll keep the train rolling. So since you did a do, I'll go back to my don'ts because I've got a laundry list of don'ts and I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm here to vent. Um, I've had this work. I've had this come at me and I've sent it out. So I'm guilty on both ends of this equation. Never. I repeat, never text your boy at halftime and tell him it's a lock. This is wrapped up. It's over. Yeah. That's a, for the love of God, don't do that. I've done it myself. Total dipshit move. I've had people do it to me. And after I've done it once and then all hell breaks loose in the second half, you realize, hmm, that wasn't a lock. And then ever since then, every time someone sends like the lock emoji, just like seven of them. Oh, yeah. like, oh Jesus Christ. Don't send we're, that to me, you fucked. fuck face. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, you can't have that. If you got a guy in your group who's doing that to you, uh, yeah, you just got to tell him to, to there's, stop being your friend. If you have an iPhone, there's the little information button in the top right. Go to him in the group chat and hit remove from the group. Do that. Uh, couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. So I'm not going to go too long on that one because I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's never a lock until there's zeros on the clock. Yes, that rhymed, and I did not that, write it. That's pretty fire. That was off the dome, and I may write it down. I may get it tattooed. I don't know. Don't rule it out. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think you should ever rule it out. Anything. All right. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna kind of set you up for this one. We had a good conversation the other night about one of your major dues and something you're gonna be focusing on uh, this football season and yeah. on the bas- and on the basketball season. So why don't you give us a little well, preview on that? If um, this is a little more on the serious note, I guess, but one thing I want to do overall in this season where I'm just going to be betting like a madman um, is really disciplining myself on understanding what I consider a betting unit and um, placing my risk, evaluating how much I'm risking on that system rather than the sometimes it's oh, I just lost $40 and I had $70. Now I only have 30. So I need to bet 30 on this next one or else I'm, you know, it's just, you get into, if you're not looking at things in a, I like to think of it as almost like poker chips. Like, oh, I can bet this much on this hand because I have, I have two aces in my hand right now. It's like West Virginia playing Tennessee this weekend. It's like you just got dealt two aces. Yeah. So, you got to split them. Right. Well, no, I'm talking about poker. You go all in. But oh, I thought you were talking about that. That's that bovada blackjack coming back to me. Right. So um, a lot of people um, in terms of a football season will say if, you, if you're betting, say, uh, 10 bucks, 15 bucks a game, whatever your total is, you want to multiply that by 50 or 60. And that should be your budget for the year. And only bet you know, one unit per game. If you're winning, if you're betting five games per week or whatever, only bet one unit, two or three units max. Um, 
Unfortunately, I'm already breaking my rule this weekend with our lock of the week, but it's gonna hit. It's gonna I, hit. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I took a, a a big unit this weekend. So absolute, already. absolute it's, unit. It's not even Friday yet. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Um, all right, I got one. I got. I got to do. I got to do. I want to. I want to get off my chest. All right, and then I'll have one more dump. We can get out of here. All right. This is probably going to be my biggest do of the season. And that is take advantage of the NFL unders. You laugh. Some people at home are giggling, saying, ah, that doesn't work. Ask ask my brother JL here. He did the, what, seven-game seven tease on NFL unders? Yep. And it hit. That is, I'm that, telling you, man, that, that win actually encapsulated two of our foundational betting principles. Yes. Tease it. Tease I, honestly, it. Unders. Teasing. Teasing. Teasing unders is so huge in the NFL. I don't know what it is, man, but there's something just weird in the NFL right now. It's just kind of a – the league's in a weird spot, in my opinion. And defenses are just so damn good. They're just really, really good. Yeah, that's and what I was always say. see You always see those points, those point totals at 44-and-a-half, 45-45-and-a-half. That is the most typical NFL total ever. So if you see – a total over 45, say it ranges up to like 52, 53, given that it's not two offensive powerhouses, still use your head a little bit, that you ram that under. You hit it hard. You hit that under hard when those points are in the 50s on an NFL game. More often than not, you'll, you'll come out a winner. I stand by that to a T. I honestly think every game I bet on the NFL this season may just be unders. I may just search for the unders. Well, it's funny that you say that because one of my don'ts, almost goes along with what you're saying is adult would be like, don't think you've come up with some like little betting strategy. Like one time I thought that if I picked 30, 18 parlays, all money line, that one of them would. hit. <laughs> and then I realized there's literally 30,000 combinations that can happen. Yeah. That's and not math- too smart. Mathematically. It was very stupid. But hey, that's why we went ahead for you guys. We've made the mistakes. We've done them. Now you just follow our lead and you roll with the winners. I'll make I'll make one more point with the unders and then we'll move on. Um, Go. Even if you hit, I don't saying I hit 100 percent of every under, but I can almost guarantee you I hit 60, 65 percent of those NFL unders, and that's pretty damn good. Okay, well then we should keep track of that. Yeah, I will. We will. I can make we'll, our. That'll be a segment. Yeah. Marcus's unders. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll pick five unders a week. Ooh, okay. I'll do it. I'll take that challenge. Five, five unders a week, NFL. and I guarantee, I guarantee the listeners out there that I'm above sixty percent on five unders a week in the NFL, and that's tough. Wow, that's not easy. I guarantee it. <laughs> Fuck. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dude. I'm so confident about it. But whatever. I'll let I'll let the betting speak for itself. JL, wrap us up with your last don't. Well, my, my other don't was just going to be don't bet baseball. And I, <laughs> the reason it might be some recency bias, as they'd call it, in the biz, I've gone through the worst three months of my life, seemingly, when it comes to enjoying sports. It's just been, I've been like a lost puppy without football, just wandering around, betting on stupid baseball games here and there. And I like, I just don't get it. Like a lot of people think that baseball is this 
super numerically based game where there's it's totally you know data driven and you can really uh, find the edges there. I don't see it at all. I just feel like baseball can flip on a dime. You get the fourth inning, they score nine runs out of nowhere, and the game's over. Here's here's the thing with baseball with me. They play 162 games, and a really good baseball team only wins, like a really, really good baseball team only wins about 65% of their games. So that on its own, and then you're betting on, you're betting on that 65% of wins, you're not you're not setting yourself up for success. Yeah, that's, that's just a pile of shit. I think I think the only baseball game I well you've texted me if you oh you were at the Cubs game when they hit that walk off grand slam yes, I that was. you bet on and that was just a moonshot luck just Jason Hayward oh, no. that was ridiculous yeah no that that I mean that's the thing like I did it betting on baseball wasn't in no way did I expect to make money but I did learn how stupid it is to bet on at least to me if you think differently let me know. But or if you got some model or this thing, we're not big math guys. We're not going to sit here and crunch numbers all day. We're just a couple of football guys who understand how to watch football. So and I love I love betting on basketball. I'm going to say that if you well, haven't listened, we, before, we're, de- we're good on the basketball too. But baseball, baseball's trash. No, I'm sorry. I don't bet. I do not bet on baseball. Base- it's tough. Baseball too trash. hard. Unless it's October, baseball's trash. End of story. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, I guess, you know, since we knocked out a few do's and don'ts, it doesn't really matter because really the bottom line do is just going to be make sure you bet every single one of these picks we're about to make right now. Yes, because we were over over 60% last season in football. Over 60%. You've got all these pieces of trash on the Internet, all these fucking experts, all these handicapping Vegas insiders. Don't listen to them. Don't pay them. All they're, all they're doing is trying to get you to give them 200 bucks a month so, so you can pay for 55%. Guess what? We're going to give you 60%, and it's not going to cost you a thing. How's that sound? And yeah, and don't fall for their little names like Tommy Covers or yeah. Jimmy Unders or some <laughs> bullshit like that. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line I, is they're sorry, all— Sorry, I saw, I saw that on the internet earlier today. A guy named was like Tommy Covers, and I was like, this guy's yeah, such a yeah. dick. He never covers a thing. He is— <laughs> He hasn't. He's zero and seventy-five in the last two years. He's probably roughly around fifty percent. He's trash. <laughs> and the bottom line is, we don't need to charge you for the picks because guess what? If I'm a guy who's an expert gambler, why do I need to charge people for picks? Why don't I just put an extra two hundred bucks on my lock, super lock? Right. That's a good point. Right. That's a great point. It's fantastic. What are these guys doing anyway? Let's get down to business here. Let's we've, make some picks. We've got seven hot, hot, hot picks. Marcus, you told me that when you read down the list of these seven picks that you were half chubbed. Can you yeah, confirm? I'll say half to three quarter chub. Okay. That so now when these when the when the when the picks hit, I'll be fully torqued. I can tell you that right now. Well let's let's get the ball rolling then. Um we are going to give you guys five picks throughout the weekend. And then we also have our traditional lock of the week as well as a dog of the week. Um, Marcus, you were talking to me about an over that you like yep. for the weekend. So let's hear about that. Um, I want to hear some insight here. This honestly isn't a game I'm particularly, you know, hip on. So, so this, so, yeah, so this game is actually one of the 
one of my more favorite games for the weekend because I love college football for this reason, for high-scoring offenses, spreading the field, um, and just making plays, letting players make plays. Uh, I'm going over 67 on the Ole Miss-Texas Tech game. And some of you who may be looking at this and looking at the line, like, oh, it's 67 and a half. Well, I picked it at 67. The line's already moved up because I'm on it. I'll just say that right now. Um, my reasoning behind pretty much all of this, Ole Miss is loaded on offense. Loaded. They got a bunch of guys coming back. And I understand 67 may be a little high for week one. Some people may say that. But there are playmakers all over the field for both of these teams. Not only on offense, but on defense and on special teams. Texas Tech's defense is a little choppy, which is great for overs because their offense is really good. Ole Miss will probably win this football game, if I had to guess. Well, I'm not picking this game. I'm picking the over. I think Ole Miss wins. I think they score in the 40s. I think Texas Tech scores in the 30s, and this scores in the mid-70s. Um, I think uh, Cliff Kingsbury, that's his name, correct? I know it's Coach Kingsbury, great offensive mind. They're going to put up points. Ole Miss is going to win this game, but I guarantee you it goes over 70 or 67. That's my number one pick. I, I've, that's pretty much my over. My number one over for the weekend is Ole Miss, Texas Tech. All right. I'm going to go with you on that. I, uh, I mean, you got to know, you know, you're dealing with definitely two offensive teams, especially you got a Big 12 defense who, across the board, Big 12 defenses aren't just, you know, they're not going to perform. Is Ole Miss favorited here, I would imagine? I believe Texas Tech is favorited. What's the spread? I'm going to go on. Two points. Yeah, so Texas Tech is favored two points, which is really strange. Because you, when you I see two see, points. I can see like a 38-35, you know, 38-35, you know. Well, like the thing, the thing I see there is like if it was in Lubbock, if it was at Texas Tech, like a true home game, I'd probably buy that. But I think Ole Miss is going to win. I think I think there's some questions on Texas Tech's team from the quarterback to all over the defense pretty much, but they have playmakers. They have playmakers on offense that are going to score. Ole Miss's defense has been a question mark in the SEC. In the Big 12, given they don't have defense, they have offense. The Big 12 can score. That's true. On the flip side, Ole Miss is loaded on offense. They're one of the better offenses in the SEC. Okay. So. Well, I'm just saying, um, I'm really pumped for that game because I think it's going to be super fun. I love scoring. So over 67, number one pick, Ole Miss, Texas Tech. That's my first one. Hell yeah. Uh, I guess if I had to give my number one outside of the lock, I really like Houston. Uh, minus 25 and a half. Uh, I think they actually moved this line to 26. Line opened at 21. So people, um, betters in Vegas have been all over this one. I don't know if anyone out there watched Rice this past week against Prairie View. Uh, they barely squeaked out a win on some pretty sloppy football that, and quite frankly, to me, looked like some luck. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Prairie View at all, but that's pretty much bottom of the barrel. Like, that's, that's just a wipe-the-floor kind of game. Can't believe that Rice struggled the way they did, but then again, they were really bad last year, too. Um, they actually lost to Houston by 35 last year. Don't really see this game being much different. I think 25.5 is not enough. 
And yeah, you're probably going to see 35 to 40 points, uh, the advantage for Houston here. Um, that's a lock. That's I like what I'm that. Say. Yeah. I mean, it's fuck. It's fucking Prairie View, or no? It's Rice. Sorry, Rice barely beat Prairie View. They're both trash. They're both trash teams. That's Houston. Houston's gonna roll all over them. There's no chance. Um, so you're gonna be the over under king, I guess. You got an under, right? Yep, I do. So my first two, obviously the over, and then this one is an under. Uh, this line has also moved up, or it's moved down. Excuse me, it's moved down. So Ohio State. I got it at 64, under 64 against Oregon State. I believe since I picked it, it's moved down to 63. So, again, out of the curve. Um, basically, my thought process here is Ohio State scores in the 40s and Oregon State doesn't score in the double digits. Oregon State is one of the worst programs in college football. Ohio State has eight offensive returning starters. They got four Really, really good players coming back on defense. Joey Bosa being one of them. He's a freaking stud. Dude. Um, this game could be anywhere between 49-42-3. to three. Maybe Ohio State has a sloppy offensive game and it's 35-10. But, dude, it's, it, I see the scoring in the, in the 50s, mid, maybe mid-50s, because Ohio State's going to put up points. But Oregon State will not put up 15, 20 points to get this in the 60s. I don't see it happening. Um, so under 64, Ohio State, Oregon State, lock. Smacked it. Um, we got a primetime game here. Want to throw out your way. Michigan versus Notre Dame. It's like the first time in a 1,000 years or whatever they're playing. Um, they believe it is at Notre Dame. I, however, am going to go with Michigan. They're just a straight-up pick em. They were favored originally when the line opened, um, which means you know some people seem to be betting Notre Dame. I just think that between the talent that's returning with Michigan and uh, Shea Patterson, who I know he's a first-year guy in the program, uh, I really like him as a decision-maker. I think he's able to make fast decisions. And Harbaugh is going to be a good coach for him. I think they're going to do a really good job being methodical all year. Notre Dame uh, lost some stars on offense, especially on the line. It's going to be hard to replace an offensive line like they had last year. I'm just going to need for them to prove to me that they can still be the type of team yep. they were last year. And that's yep. why I'm, I want to go with Michigan. Uh, so, yeah, it's a pick em. And you'll get the same you put in when you cash it out. So bet Michigan, pick them at Notre Dame this weekend. That one, that was one I really liked because I just think, like when you look at like the powerhouse Notre Dame days and you look at Michigan, like Michigan did go through a little lull, but when Jim Harbaugh came back, like, or when he, when he was the coach, it just kind of seems like Michigan is at a little higher of a level than Notre Dame. I think, I think this pick them and the, maybe a couple points here and there is kind of dictated by the history and the rivalry of the game. But I do think as a program at this point, Michigan is at a higher level and that's going to, and that's going to take Michigan to kind of take this one, even though it's on the road. I, I, I agree with you. I think Michigan will definitely win that football game. Yeah. I, I feel good about that one. And then uh, one last pick for you. Play it so off. this one, this one is going to be the prime time, the game everyone's talking about number six versus number nine. Nice. Very nice. 
Um, so I'm going Auburn minus two against Washington. And I will tell you why. I think, obviously, it's going to be a playoff-like football game. It's two really, really good teams. Um, Jake Browning for Washington, one of the best college quarterbacks to ever strap him up. Very efficient. Doesn't make too many mistakes. But what makes me lean towards Auburn is two guys on Auburn's defensive line. And that's Derek Brown and Dontavious Russell. Those two guys are complete monsters. They require double teams literally all the time. Um, I think that's going to free up some space for Auburn to get some rushing off the edge. Rather, it comes from linebackers, corners. I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of zone blitzes and changing up the looks for Jake Browning. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I think Auburn dominates the offensive line or the line of scrimmage as a whole, and they come out victorious probably by four. It's going to be a one. I think it's one score. It's going to be a one score game. If I had to guess, if I had to put a score on it, I'd probably say Auburn, Auburn 31, Washington 27. I think Washington's going to struggle to run the football, and I, I think their defense is going to be out on the field way more than they want. Well, we're definitely That's, we're definitely going to find out what kind of out, player um, Jake Browning you're going to have with yeah with Jake Browning because first game of the year, big time program. They're going to have size. They're going to have speed. They're going to have all of that. And if he is able to have the clarity and to have the, you know, uh, focus, discipline to come out and put a good game together, then I will be a Jake Browning believer. If I see that, I just, I honestly, for some reason, like, haven't gotten the feeling that he is that killer instinct type player. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if, if Auburn wasn't throwing too you know, monsters on the defensive line, Adam, he may be able to go out there and sit back and throw the ball and pick apart defenses, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to make plays. Like he's going to have to get out of the pocket and make plays. And I, I just, he hasn't proven that to me that he can do that against a defense like Auburn. So this is, this one is probably the one that could go eat. Like if I had to go rank my confidence in my picks, probably least confident here, but I'm still very confident. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just a hundred percent confident on my other two. Um, this is like 90, 90, 98.7, whatever you want to call it. But Auburn's defense, they're fast, man. They're going to put a lot of pressure on them. And I don't know if Browning has seen that kind of pressure. I just don't think he has. And it's going to, it's going to show. So we shall see on Saturday. Yep. I'm down with that though. Auburn minus two. Last two picks. Uh, a little bit of a throwback. We're always going to keep you uh, up to date on the lock of the week and the dog of the week. We've got a pretty good dog for you this week, so without further ado, we'd like to give you the dog of the week. Uh, Marcus, we both talked about this one a lot, but uh, I think both of us were pretty excited when we saw this line. The reason we were so excited about this line, a uh, couple reasons. Our dog is actually a home dog. Huge. Uh, uh, sitting at three and a half points, plus three and a half, LSU taking on Miami. Now, LSU, I know, have been somewhat on the rocks lately. Ed Ogeron's somewhat on the hot seat. The program is still a little shaky. 
the reason I'm picking this, the reason I really like this pick is because I think Rozier, the quarterback for Miami, is trash, to be really simple. Yeah, I mean, they lost to Pitt last year. I mean, that was <laughs> it was pretty poor performance on Miami. I mean, really, in my opinion, LSU's got a little bit of iffiness at quarterback right now. It's probably the, the main position they need to... Iffiness. Yeah, they just don't have... They're, they're a little... They're, they're a little questioned at quarterback. I, and I, I, I would just say that it's not even a question that he's just trash. Okay. <laughs> did I did I say Miami? Yeah. All right. I'm getting tired. Rewind. Choo, 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 choo. I think that LSU obviously has a little bit of problems at quarterback coming into this year. Um, but this kind of goes back to, honestly, the same kind of mentality I had for Auburn. I just think LSU is bigger, faster. They'll dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, it's a true home dog. And anytime you see a home dog, that's uh, is a very attractive pick to go for. I think if LSU's quarterback plays pretty decent and they don't turn the ball over a bunch, if they, if they keep it under three turnovers, I think, uh, I think they should cover three points. They probably even come out and win this game. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like them. I may, even, I may even bet the money line. On this, yeah. honestly, I, honestly, I just don't think Rozier is a very like good decision maker, and I don't think he's that accurate either. And when you are, you know, a Miami, and they throw the ball a good bit, and I don't see how they can put it all on the shoulders of of Rozier. And yeah, I mean, so in my opinion, he's, he's gonna he's gonna have to prove to me that he can perform not only against Pitt because he didn't prove that. But he can perform against a team like LSU. Coach O, you know he's going to have the defense going. Coach O's a defensive guy. LSU's had problems on de- on offense, but yeah, Rosier's in a shit his pants. Miami has not shown me in the past. Maybe they'll be a different team, but I doubt it. They have not shown me that they have what it takes to go on the road and take a game like this from a program like LSU. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, all roads lead to this, Marcus, and um, I can't tell you how happy I am to make this pick we got coming up as our lock of the week. Me and Marcus have had a countdown calendar to this game for about the last 65 days on our cell phones. Um, Really excited about this team. Really excited about this game. And it's going to be our lock of the week. We got WVU minus 10, the the Belt College kickoff against Tennessee. This is the single most secure lock in the history of college football. I Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Here's the thing, dude. The line's already moved. Started at 10. Now West Virginia's laying ten and a half. Every single it's ten and a half now. Yep, it moved today. To oh, I knew it. That so is, so, but Marcus, but why? Let's let's peel back the why here. I know, I know the why. Well, let's probably, let our listeners know. It's probably because obviously I'm a huge diehard West Virginia fan. I've followed their lines for a while. West Virginia doesn't get much respect in Vegas. Not in basketball, not in football. 
Maybe rightfully so. But West Virginia has not had a quarterback like Will Greer in the history of their program. And I, I truly believe that. I know he only played, you know, what was it, six and a half games, seven games last year. But you look at his skill set, he's going he's gonna to have a big year. I think everybody knows that. Whether he wins the Heisman is going to be up to him. But Tennessee, one, has a new coaching staff, pretty much from top to bottom. They didn't even announce their starting quarterback until, like, yesterday. I don't even know who it was. I have no idea who yeah, the guy is. He's and their secondary trash. is famously garbage. Tennessee did not win a single conference game last year. They're returning a decent amount of guys back, which is probably the biggest nightmare for Tennessee. And they're going up against arguably the best quarterback in college football and arguably the best wide receiver, wide receiving core in college football. We yeah. have an all we have a preseason all American at wide receiver, and we have the preseason first team all American quarterback in Will Greer. And you're telling me that Tennessee's offense and a brand new quarterback in a brand new system under Jeremy Pruitt is going to be able to hang to keep this within ten points because West Virginia will score in the forties. Oh, absolutely, and I just i I love Will Will Greer as a quarterback, and I you know. Obviously, I'm a West Virginia fan, and there is a definitely an aspect of bias. But looking at film from college quarterbacks, um, there's been a couple who I've really liked. Honestly, like Sam Darnold was one who just seemed like a a gamer, made the right decisions, had great touch, and you know, a killer instinct. And I see that with Will Greer, but with even more athleticism and sometimes go on. Sorry. And I, and I just don't think obviously Will Greer hasn't played enough. People don't even know who he is. He played six games his freshman year, played uh 10 games last year. So a lot of people are scratching their heads. They're saying, who is Will Greer? Who the, who is this guy? Oh, he failed a drug test. Oh, he's the guy that failed a drug test. Uh, he's trash. This, that, so, so, I, so I'll say this with the with the seven whatever seven games he played last season, this will be the first time since Will Greer was in high school that he's been under the same system for two years. Um, and yeah, everybody, the clever guy on Twitter, I've seen a hundred of them this week, who all they say about Will Greer is, "Oh, he failed a drug test." Fucking tight, dude. We get it. He failed a drug test, but he's also the guy who won National Player of the Year senior year of high school. Win six and zero at fresh at Florida as a freshman in the SEC, and now he's back as a fifth year senior under a very good offensive mind in Dana Holgerson. So you know what? I, I got to stop because yeah, you're just you're I, you're you're just bashing I, Tennessee. I, I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting excited. I've been thinking about this game for a while. I'll let West Virginia do the talking for me. Um, but seriously, ten points. I was shocked. I thought if this was at seventeen. Um, that would I'd be harder be, to bet. Yeah. I would be hard. I, I would be a little more question. So yeah, no, I'm telling you right now, I think we win 45-20-20, 21 45-21, something like that. We're going to win by three scores. Yeah, the I think, fucking lock. I, I guarantee it. I definitely think you're going to see Greer have at least three touchdowns, at least 300 yards. Um, that's conservative even. I could see him going for four and four, maybe even five and four. Uh, we just West Virginia just has to make sure that they control field position and they don't turn the ball over. 
because they did that a lot last year, even with Greer. We'd have stupid fumbles. Greer would throw a weird interception, and it would screw us for like the entire half for field position. The defense has to be set up to succeed. I know, uh, Jail, you've been a huge critic of Tony Gibson, um, and I and I agree. He deserves a lot of he deserves a lot of a lot of criticism because they haven't been great. But last year, I think it's a little deeper than just saying their defense was bad. I think all I think West Virginia needs to be more efficient, and I think they will be. Um, and all the defense needs to do is play okay, and they will kick the shit out of Tennessee. Yeah, I think, and that's all. And that's all I'm going to say. I think it's a three score game, honestly. But uh, at least, but uh, yeah, we're just going to let it happen. Like I said, I don't know if we've ever been as pumped up for a game as this one, or a player, or a team. So forgive us if we're a little bit over the line. But I'm not. I'm not apologizing. Yeah, you're right. Fuck that. Let's uh, all bet all of our bank accounts on it because it's a lock. Yep, I bet over my unit on this game. Oh yeah, I think I, I think I got about fifteen units on this. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, dude, I'm excited. I yeah. I'm tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna fly by. Driving up, see dad, and we're gonna just sit back and watch our boy Will do do his damn thing. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be there. Well, um, everybody who's who's listened, um, we're happy to be back. We're hoping we can. Uh, release a podcast every week or so not or so it's we're gonna do this on fridays you have picks for the weekend we finally got our feedback under us we can't wait to keep the picks coming we're going to make you some money we're going to make these picks happen this week we're going seven and oh let's go baby the spread is back have a good weekend happy labor day see you guys next time let's go mountaineers i heard your bitch got that water
story, it is a bill to me. It ain't nothing. I pull up Diablo, I pull up with models, I gave her her first police. We going for throttle, she swallowed the bottle, I'm all of her ovaries. I gave her some dollars, I Gucci the color, now she can't get over me. She wanna dose me. Just hop in the ghost with me. Turkey and Molly don't fuck for nobody. These bitch ass nigga ain't solid. Running your house with pumps in the shadow. Your mama might be up inside it. Cars robotic, bad bitch with a body, but really don't care nothing about it. Capping and popping, I seen a little muzzy. I could've pulled up and just shot you. It's a jungle, I let them survive. Pop it, perk it, just to start them. Pop it, pop it, pop two cups of purple, just to warm up. Two cups, drink. I heard your bitch, she got that water. Some Rory's You can bet on me 